session. Hello, and welcome back to the Toku Talk Radio. I'm Luke. And I'm Hannah. We did it. We saw Ash and Ultraman. Uh, <laughs> we did, yes. But we also but, saw... But, but then, you know, later, a couple months later, we saw Shin Kamen Rider, which is uh, which is what we're talking about. You yeah. know, we already talked about Shin Ultraman. You silly goose. Okay. Um, <laughs> whoops. So, Shin Kamen Rider. This is a weird occurrence because it came out in March. March 17th, mm-hmm. I believe, in Japan. Uh, and we saw it on May 31st, which is... A little over two months later, mm. which is super weird. That is very quick. <laughs> if if all releases could be like this, that would be nice. That would be nice. I'm part of it wouldn't be nice because they didn't play it in Canada. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That was great. Uh, we went to Bellingham, Washington, to watch this movie. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Yes. To, easily. It was great. Um. Yeah. And our theater experience? How was your theater experience? It was great. There were actually people there. Right? When we went to Shin Ultraman, there were like... Two other people. Two other people for the first showtime, and then just us for the second showtime? Yeah. Yeah. That one did have two showtimes, though. This only had one, Mm -hmm. which was disappointing. But... But it was a good one showtime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it it was pretty packed. I... I don't know whether it's just where we live, people don't care about Ultraman, or this movie was a bigger deal than Shin Ultraman was. I don't, I don't know. But it was awesome, and it was a very lively experience too, because everyone was having a good time, and you could tell half of them were Kamen Rider fans, and the other half were people who had no idea what was going on, but laughing at everything anyway, (laughs) Uh, which did, of course, mean that there were lots of laughs where I was like. That's that's where you're laughing? Okay. But yeah. <laughs> but it was still good. Yeah. Theater experience aside, spoiler free, by the way. Uh what were your thoughts on this movie? It was amazing. Yes. It was a great movie. I it agree. It was very um I don't even know what I was gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a very Hideyakiano experience, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, just I knew what I was getting myself into to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? I've heard a lot of people say that this is the weakest of the three Shin movies or four. I don't know what. Okay, for the purpose of this, when we're not talking about Evangelion, Thrice Spot Time. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is so different. It It really shouldn't be included in the Shin Japan Heroes thing well i mean it it can be but when you're talking about the movies as like a series yeah even though they're they're disconnected but if you're still talking about them as like one series yeah um i don't know why you would include evangelion (laughs) because there's three solo tokusatsu live action Mm -hmm. reboots and then the final anime movie of a four movie series that was a reboot sequel to a 26 yeah. episode series from the 90s. So I don't they, they don't really work together. Yeah. So not talking about Evangelion here. Yeah. Okay, we're not including it. Sorry if that offends you. <laughs> That's not a stance I have against the movie. 
because I love that movie. Mm. But we're just talking about the three to avoid confusion. So people were saying it's the weakest of the, the Shin movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree completely. Same. I think it's one of the strongest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it more as we talk about it and kind of back up my opinions on that. But I just putting that out there. It, of course, has a lot of messages like the other Shin movies do. Um, also, people are saying that it doesn't take itself seriously and it's just a silly time. That's I don't think I watched the movie. Not true. I don't... I don't see how it doesn't take itself seriously. I think it's sometimes a silly time, as in it fully embraces that the silliness of Tokusatsu. Yeah, um, guys in suits. Yeah, with the just crap out of each other. <laughs> what's what's the word? Just bonkers action. Yeah, the action in this movie out of this is world. is out of this world. It's insane. Oh, it's beautiful. How just a warning if. If um, gore upsets you, oh yeah, there is a lot in this movie. There's so, so much blood in this movie, so violent. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, and uh, I saw a scene. The forced fight before I watched the movie, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the first twenty minutes that they released online, because I'm yeah. not I'm not about that. Yeah. I like to watch the whole movie as the whole movie. That's why I don't watch clips and stuff. Yeah. But it was like a five second clip on a video I was watching. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's pretty violent. And yeah, the movie yeah. just, Stays out. It, it topped that. Yeah. It was very violent and like right off the bat too. Mm-hmm. And the thing about this movie is that it doesn't waste any time either. Like it starts out and it's just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, what else? Spoiler free thoughts. The acting is, people also say the acting subpar. I don't. I don't. What? I don't see how they no. Got that. That's out not of true. Memory. Don't. Don't believe it. Okay. If you think that, then you can think that, but decide for yourself yeah. about this movie. You can still go see it. That's why we're doing a spoiler-free section in case you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet. Because there is one more showtime on June fifth. That might be tomorrow. That might be today depending on when this releases. <laughs> but if you can go see it on June 5th, do it. It's it's totally worth it. Um, also, June 4th, which is the day of this recording, uh, marks the end of the Japanese theatrical run for this movie, Shin Kamen Rider. So, I don't know when we're going to get a Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. Blu-ray releases have been very sucky for North America, should I say? Yeah. I do think this one will get a North American Blu-ray release. Mm. I just don't know when. And that's that's the thing, really. Shin Ultraman is getting a release in about a month. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty sweet. And Shin Godzilla got a release. Shin Evangelion... It's supposed to get a release (laughs) from G-Kids. They're like, yeah, we're releasing this movie in 2023 in theaters and then coming to Blu-ray and digital. Um, They released in theaters. Yeah, I don't... But they haven't 
and then they haven't said anything said else. Anything. So yeah, thanks, guys. The digital That's, slash. Yeah, real nice. Release. Way to go. <laughs> uh, so Shin Kamen Rider probably will. Hopefully soon. Hopefully. Hopefully soon. <laughs> but probably not soon. Yeah. My guess would be next winter. Yeah, I guess next winter. Mm-hmm. Winter 2024, meaning March 20th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, so that's what I'm saying is, is it's going to be a while for the Blu-ray. Uh, so go see it if you have the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. If not, it's it'll be okay. It, it, it won't be okay, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, but you'll find a way to live. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> So that's the movie. Okay, what what's the synopsis of this movie, right? We never talked about that. Okay. In case you're interested or you have no idea anything about this, which so, I don't know. You probably do if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> go for it. The synopsis. Yeah, okay. So college student and motorcycle enthusiast Takashi Honga is abducted by the evil organization known as Shocker and converted into Beta Augment 1 as part of the their plans for world domination. Before they can brainwash him to do their bidding, he escapes and uses his new enhanced abilities, renaming himself Common Rider, to wage a one-man war against Shocker. Nice. So, yeah, it's very interesting. A very cool story, reminiscent of the original, which we'll talk about later. But, yeah, it's it's totally worth a watch. All right. End of spoiler-free. Now we're getting into complete spoilers, so... You don't want spoilers. Uh, now's the time to just stop listening. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's talk about the structure of this this here movie. It is very much like Shin Ultraman, and also very much not like Shin Ultraman. It's like Shin Ultraman in the sense that it has an episodic story. Yeah. In the sense where it's kind of like episodes with a different villain, mm-hmm. like in diff- that like make different sections of the movie, kind of. Yeah, I feel like the episodes are shorter yeah. than Shin Ultraman's, as well as they feel like they bleed together more. Well, I think Shin Ultraman bleed together, but yeah, okay, yeah, that's 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 fair. I they found do. that they were less easy to like determine when they started and stopped. Oh, whereas, oh yeah, yeah. Whereas Shin Ultraman, it was very clear. It was like this was the episode. This was the episode. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's also like in some of these episodes, I don't know if I'm calling them as episodes of the movies, but mm-hmm. in some of these segments, there feels like there's like a lot more happening than Shin yeah. Ultraman. There's there's enough stuff in Shin Ultraman to yeah. be enjoyable because it's a great movie mm-hmm. but the thing about Shin Ultraman's is the episodes are kind of disconnected yeah and you're like what exactly is the connection here or is this just a highlight reel of the original series basically yeah and then Mephilus's section happens and he kind of explains how they're all connected to each other mm-hmm. you're like oh shoot Okay, interesting. So it has you looking for the connections, and then it tells you the connections. And then after it tells you the connections, 
it goes on to like a twist segment for the finale where it's like Mephistus orchestrated basically everything here but he got scared off by Zofi and now Zofi's gonna destroy the world yeah yeah so it's kinda cool mm-hmm. whereas Shin Kamen Rider is just the characters are have a mission in mind mm-hmm. right they're gonna take down Shocker and they just move on from one thing to the next to the next and yeah, they, yeah they, that happens and it's it's beautiful what did my no okay uh <laughs> sorry i uh, just erased everything i thought but we're good so let's kind of break down the sections so i've broken them down into chapters i think six chapters and an epilogue if i am correct in my yes six chapters and an epilogue and i named the chapters because it was fun okay <laughs> so chapter one is called hopper and the spider Okay, so Hongo is, so the movie starts out logo and then blast what feels like action action music in the middle of an action scene. Yeah. Like we didn't see the beginning of the scene, they're already in an action scene, a, mm-hmm. a chase scene. Uh, so Hongo is escaping Shocker with Rudiko, who is a great character in this movie and we'll get to yeah. that. But she's on the bike and they're being chased by trucks. And it's beautiful. Uh, then the, the spider og gets Rudiko and Hongo and and then beats... Wait. Then the spider og gets Rudiko, right? Because the explosions and his bike falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And then Hongo, or the grasshopper og, comes out of nowhere. Like, for these people. He looks yeah. like he comes out of nowhere. And then beats the crap out of a bunch of uh, low-level or low-class shocker members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he kills them, and then he rescues Rudigo. Mm-hmm. So, back at a, uh, a warehouse or so, he talks with Rudiko and her father, um, Professor Midorikawa. I cannot remember his first name, but I have no fear. Letterbox is here. <laughs> okay, what is your name, sir? Oh boy. Okay, there it is. Ooh, beautiful. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hiroshi. Okay, that's his name. Hiroshi Minorikawa. So, uh, he chose, it's revealed that he chose Hongo to be a new shocker augmentation. Mm-hmm. Then he breaks him out, uh, or Ruriko breaks him out in this case before they change his brain like they change his body and before they can you know affect his brain he's broken out but the thing that he Hongo stresses is that he can't control himself mm-hmm. when he's like this and therefore is like terrified of himself and he doesn't want to kill anybody yeah. and like the thing is whenever he he finishes a fight he always like looks at whatever body part he used to fight and it's like covered in blood mm-hmm. very cool shots Okay, uh, but that's something that Ruiko's father just like took Hongo and decided that he didn't need to ask him if yeah. he wanted to turn him into a grasshopper. Cause exactly. That seems like kind of a big thing. Yeah, because they're com- both members of Shocker. Just completely changed his life without asking him. Exactly. That's why he sucks. But. It was the thought that counts. No, I'm not going to say that. It, it, it's very intentional because he just 
messed with this dude's life. Yeah. And this dude had no say in it. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So, Yuriko and her father are both part of Shocker, or were, like, high members of Shocker, mm-hmm. and they've both defected against Shocker, which we learn more about later. So, then Spider comes back in and kills Minorikawa. He, like, shoots webs at Hongo and, like, sticks them onto the mm-hmm. wall and everything. It's beautiful because Hongo, or Yuriko explains to Hongo that he can, like, release his prana. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really understand all that yet. It's kind of like the energy yeah. that he uses while being, like, in the common Rider, like, form, kind of. Yeah. That he uses that. It's, I think it's, like, people's energy. Yeah. And then he gets powered by it, or from the it's wind. Like, it's like the force and the people with more medichlorians... <laughs> Water bedicorians. <laughs> sort sort uh yeah, yeah, sure. I don't know, I'm just trying to explain <laughs> it in the way yeah. that makes sense to you. Yeah. No, I, I get it, I get it. But yeah. okay. <laughs> so anyway, Spider comes, he kills Professor Midorikawa, and then he takes the Riko, right? Alright. Mm-hmm. Hongo goes after him. He announces himself as common rider, and Spider's like you uh Traders don't get such honors as naming themselves, and then he continues to call him Bataog. And it's it's like, wow, you're kind of mean, but whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Something Spider says is like, you know, the happiness of killing others, Bataog, right? Like, you understand this, so then that'll, you know, we have we have something in common. And then Hong goes, I would I would never feel happy about doing that, you know what I'm saying? And kind yeah. of like further setting up his character spider talks to spider talks about them both being ogs and he's like why don't you understand my happiness mm-hmm. you're an og too right like this is so weird and then when he's fighting Hong, he says please die in my hand so that you may feel my happiness and then rider of course doesn't do that yeah. uh, he <laughs> actually flips him in the air and does a rider kick and then he bubbles away that's the thing they bubble away they yeah. foam with the foam the augments turn into foam like in the original yeah. series. Man, that was so beautiful. Or just beautiful. shocker agents. Turn yeah, just all of them. Anyone it was awesome. affiliated with shocker? Yeah. Or having been affiliated with shocker? Yeah. It's glorious. <laughs> it's beautiful. I smiled. Like the like the original. I saw it and I was just like happy. <laughs> Filled with happiness. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then Hongo and Ruriko talk on a certain or that they talk in that location about many things I took a picture of one where are you okay so she says cruelness and happiness are just two sides of the Mm -hmm. same coin you know what I'm saying they're very close to each other in the meantime uh, at least the burden on your shoulders now will make one gain happiness that's what she says so the cruelness and happiness thing and she says it's the Japanese kanji. It's like they're very similar. Mm-hmm. If you just add a couple lines or take away something, it they mean the other. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of part of this movie is the confusion Shocker has between happiness and cruelness. Is they are like this is this makes us happy, and other people like the Midori Kawas, mm-hmm. well the two of them anyway, and Hongo disagree. 
mm-hmm. and are like, this isn't happiness, it's cruelness. So that's why they defect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thus ends chapter one. All right, chapter two is called The Bat Virus. Um, not COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Ruriko and Hongo go to her safe house where they meet a Japanese government official and an intelligence agent waiting there for them. They want to help. They, they, they say that they want to help, but they need Ruriko to give them all of her information on Shocker. So she gives them the information, which we'll explain when I just talk about this version Shocker. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's Shocker is an organization out to achieve happiness for society by their means of controlling society. I'm saying mm-hmm. that's kind of what they do. So the four of them, as well as some other government dudes, uh, form the Anti-Shocker Alliance. Beautiful. That yes. was epic. Their first target together as a group is now to stop the bat augment. Mm-hmm. So they go to do that. So Ruriko goes into the bat augs layer alone. and She breathes in his bat virus and then he takes control of her and creates creates hundreds of copies yeah it's like oh no that's that's interesting oh, no. uh, so the two suits that's what i'm gonna call these guys the two suits the government and intelligence oh. agents. <laughs> i'll call them the two suits the two suits watch security footage of the events from the back of the truck and like the one steps in he's like we should go help and the other is like actually we should wait to see what hongo does which mm-hmm. is weird because hongo's not even at the scene uh, but then it cuts to hongo <laughs> who is very far away from the scene uh, and then he drives to the scene and arrives at the scene. It's beautiful. So the hundreds of Rudikos applaud Hongo when he enters. And it's like, oh, this is this is weird. Yeah. Uh, and then the bat flies and re- reveals himself saying he can kill Rudiko with a single command because he controls her. And then all of the copies die and bubble away. Mm-hmm. So to protect Rudiko, Hongo accepts bat's terms and removes his helmet. Because the bat's like, you got to do this, otherwise I'll kill her. Mm-hmm. So he removes his helmet. And then the bat laughs. He's like, oh, this is hilarious. This is the best. Uh, because now you've breathed in the virus too, Hongo, and mm-hmm. I can control you. But then he realizes it's not affecting Hongo, and Nuriko breaks free of the virus's control using her prana, which is like, she has like a thing on her belt. That's yeah. the same as on Kamen Rider's belt. Mm-hmm. It's epic. Uh, and then u- using her prana, she allowed herself to get affected so that it could create immunity for her, and she could yeah get over it. Get over the virus. Get over it. Uh, just get over it already. The bat gets scared and flies away, and Hongo chases after him. So the bat's like, oh, I'm outside your your um, range, so you can't yeah. jump. I forget how high he said, but it was like 66.3 meters was like a thought that I wrote, wrote down after the movie. So yeah. I could get numbers mixed up in that, but something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the cyclone it shoots, it turns into jets that shoot itself into the air. Yeah. Uh, and then Ryder jumps off of it and Ryder kicks Bat uh, to the ground. Yeah. And then he, he lifts his foot out of the Bat's back and it's like covered in blood because it was like inside his back. Yeah. Like he kicked through his bones and into his body. Mm, tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he meets with Rudico on the train tracks and she's like are you, are you gonna be okay and he's like yeah i'm good I'm like, yeah right. <laughs> yeah thus ends chapter two anything else to say about bat before we talk about 
just him as an augment specifically in a later segment of this episode no okay moving on chapter three this one's called defeat hinomi the wasp all right so this is probably no i was gonna say it's the longest chapter but i feel like that's not true so i'm just gonna forget about it and keep talking okay so hongo and rudiko go to meet rudiko's old friend in shocker hinomi so on their way to her, tons of citizens start following them and they're being controlled by Wasp. And you're like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. So her power extends further than they are aware, Yuriko says. Wasp number one greets the two and welcomes them to Wasp's lair. Okay, cool. So Yuriko tries to negotiate with Hiromi, telling her to leave Shocker because they're old childhood friends. She says they're basically... Um, she was the closest thing she had to family. Or a friend, I should yeah. say. She had family, but like a friend. Uh, Wasp says that she won't take, leave Shocker. She's like, no, this is this is good, and she tells him that those who desire it, you know, take power and mm-hmm. and bring hap- and it, that brings happiness, and it also brings happiness to those who are less than to be ruled over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world needs a new system of slavery to have peace. You know what I'm saying? That's what she says. And then two of her subordinates kneel before her, and she takes a prana. They die, and she powers up. You know, yeah. mask on. I love when she gets the mask on two uh combatants or whatever oh yeah come up beside her and like lift a lift a curtain lift a curtain over and then put it down and she's like oh yeah a mask on yeah that was epic that was epic okay so because they're without a plan hongo and rudiko they like they don't have a plan revolving around violence Mm -hmm. and they don't want to start a fight blind without thinking through it they yeah. they retreat and re- to return to this matter at a later date, yeah, or a later time. So the two suits send people to go after Scorpion Og. In the meantime, uh, <laughs> this is a pretty funny segment, yeah. or this is still part of the same chapter, but yeah. this is during it. Uh, she she gets the upper hand, like she's you know, flying on around killing <laughs> dudes, until she's bo- like bombarded with bullets in a very comedic scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As we watch the two suits watching security footage. We don't see the security footage, but it's like a POV shot of the computer yeah. looking at them. And then like, yeah, she's dead. Cool. Yeah. And then <laughs> we move on. Rudiko and Hongo camp out until he cooks or while he cooks them some food with an open fire and everything. Uh, some some pretty chill music going on yeah. in the scene. It's pretty nice. Chill scene. So Hongo says he, he always camped outside when he was on a bike went on bike trips by himself it was it's less convenient right but it was more enjoyable for life uh he doesn't get hungry anymore and having a perfect body is boring yeah that's what he says about like the augment uh taking away like the enjoyments of life mm-hmm. Rudiko says she eats only for nutrients uh now so she doesn't enjoy it anymore mm-hmm. uh and she sits with her computer then and she has like blue eyes Revealing that she too is an augment. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, this is interesting. Um, so she's getting information on the wasp og, and she's uh, she so she can download like programs and stuff into her mind. So she's getting information on the computer and yeah. of how to how to beat her. Uh, she discovers that wasp is using a machine that I can't remember the name to, so that's cool mm-hmm. to spread her influence and enslave the world, basically. And if she continues her plan, it'll be in the words of Rudiko, hella crazy. <laughs> yeah 
there's that line that I'm like, wow, okay, interesting. And then the another Ong says a couple of lines that I'm like, wow, this is hilarious that you included this. It kind of sounds like, specifically the, the next one that we talk about, but it sounds like uh, Hideakiano, age like 63 or something, trying to talk kid lingo. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, we'll get to that. But Wasp slaves finally get to Hongo and uh, Ruriko. So Hongo tells Ruriko to face Wasp alone. He's like, go after her alone. Don't trust me. Trust my plan. But she's mm-hmm. like, I won't only trust your pr- plan, but I'll try trusting you. And he's like, thank you. And then he leaves on the cyclone. Yeah. All right. So she faces Wasp on the roof alone. So no one will be able to come to her aid, basically. That's why they're on the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from a U.S. plane which is now there's a U.S. plane in all three. I think it was a U.S. plane. It said there was something that said like U.S. on it. <laughs> so that's why I said that. But now there's a U.S. plane trying to aid a situation in Japan in all three of these shit movies. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. Uh, all right. From the plane, Kamen Rider jumps down and it's epic. Uh, there's a shot that's like just like in the manga of him falling and his... Uh, uh-oh. His typhoon oh, activating yeah. is pretty sweet. All right, and then he performs the rider manji kick. Okay, this was in episode thirty-one <laughs> of the series. I freaked out when when I noticed that this was the move that he was doing in Shinkan mm-hmm. because this was like one of my favorite episodes of the show, <laughs> where Ichimanji basically jumps in the air, does a couple flips. And then lands on something so so hard that it explodes. Mm-hmm. Right? That's exactly what happens here. Uh, he destroys the wasp machine by doing this. He flips in the air and then lands on it and yeah. boom, explosion. I'm like, no way. No way. That's <laughs> awesome. So, and then he jumps to the roof and meets wasp, uh, releasing his prana and returning to human form. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, she and her number one, still human form, of course, uh, use katanas to try and kill Hongo. And he keeps evading them. And it's a pretty cool scene. And yeah. this is where they use uh, one of their, like, reused tracks from the original show. And it's a very classic oh, yeah. action music. Very sweet. Uh, later, she takes the prana for number one and turns on her helmet. Or turns on her helmet. Puts on her helmet. Mm-hmm. Or it it puts itself on because that's how it works. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then she waits for Hongo to do the same and then gives him a sword. So she's like, you know, fight with honor. Kind of what I'm saying, I want to have a fight. This is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's a very cool scene of them, like, um, like super speed. Uh, like the fight is in super speed. It's very beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it looks really kind of cool choppy. Scene. Not choppy, I don't know whether, but it looks. You can like see some of the frames, kind of. It looks like they're like jumping from one spot, boom! Now these over there, like yeah. specifically, Common Rider is like facing one way, and then she moves the other way, and then he's boom facing the other way, kind of thing. And it's a very stylized action scene. It's very sweet. Yeah. Um. Yes. So he gets the upper hand and uses the rider kick to kill Wasp, or so we thought. But he actually kicks beside her and then jumps back. And he was able to control himself. He's kind of learning how to not be so violent. Uh, Then they both return to human form. And Hongo says he doesn't want to kill her. And neither does Ruriko. 
the two suits show up, and the one guy points a gun at Wasp, and she's like, ha, that's not going to work on me, you fool. But then he shoots anyway, and we see, like, blood come up from the bullet wound. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, don't tell me, Scorpion's Venom? Is this why you went after her? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the one guy says, no comment. And it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Everybody laughed. It was pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rudiko runs to Hiromi, and she bubbles away. Uh, Then Rudiko starts to cry and stands up and says, I'm going to borrow your shoulder now to Hongo. And then she walks over there and then leans her face against him and cries. It's a very sad scene. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It was like, dang. Subpar performances? I don't think so. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, chapter and four. What? Wait, what? Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, I was going to say that um, Ruko was like, maybe, but like earlier, she was like, maybe Hongo's too kind for this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he can't, he can't do the dirty stuff. Yeah. And then in this, we see her like also being like kind in a sense because she doesn't want Hiromi to die yeah because she's her friend so it's true yeah yeah it's good it's good alright chapter 4 chapter 4 yeah okay sweet so chapter 4 the safe house this is a pretty quick chapter but it kind of doesn't fit into any other chapter so I have it separate okay so they go back to the warehouse with Scorpion and all the agents are dead and Nudico's like my brother killed them mm-hmm. right or a guy killed them I can't remember if she reveals that it's her brother yet or not uh, so they're dead but alive but their souls aren't in their bodies anymore so they can be cremated kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, her brother sent their prana to the habitat realm she reveals again I can't remember if she reveals that it's her brother or not yet but th- it is her brother so a guy yeah. sends th- they're brought into the habitat realm uh, and she says it's pure hell like no lying and everybody's open to everyone and there's no individuality and it's all like mm-hmm. kind of like combined consciousness like, like I don't like, like what does like, it remind me of like uh, like Evangelion maybe in- mm-hmm. instrumentality project mm-hmm. I don't wait wait a sec no it can't be no 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah when we were watching it I was just like Ava hmm? yeah instrumentality project is this guy Gendo? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. All right. Actually, it all stemmed from him losing a loved one, too. <gasps> wow. My goodness. Crazy. All right. Anyway. <laughs> They're the same person. <laughs> so, Hongo and Rudiko return to the safe house where they remain for a bit, you know, researching and looking into further targets, etc. Kind of mm-hmm. like, what's our next step at Shocker? And are we, we're going to lay low for a bit while we try and figure this out. Uh, Rudiko says that if they're going to stay there for a long time, then they need to change the clothes and a shower. And she's like, what the heck, guys? This conditions are terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then she, she tells Hongo, she's like, is that the costume you're going to wear? You need to wash it. You need to take a shower kind of thing. Yeah. And then he kind of like sits there and goes like, what? Like, what? Yeah. Uh, that reminded me of Shin Godzilla when they're... Oh, yeah. Uh, researching Godzilla mm-hmm. kind of think they're trying to figure out how to take him down and then the one girl says to uh oh what's his name Rando Yaguchi mm-hmm. um that he he needs to wash his clothes change his shirt kind of thing yeah take a shower that was kind of fun uh and then one of the suits one of the two suits brings Rudiko a change of clothes in a bag it's it's pretty funny mm-hmm. he, he uh says like he's like don't worry a female agent picked him up out the underwear so I didn't see them <laughs> and everything 
that was funny because if if you know that there are creeps in this world, mm-hmm. which you probably do. Yeah. I I don't it wasn't him being a creep. It was him being like, Don't worry, I'm not a creep. Yeah. <laughs> but like actually not a creep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh then Hongo washes the Colin Rider suit and hangs him like on a coat rack. Yeah. That's pretty beautiful. Uh later Rudiko says, Don't be so far away, you know, come closer if you're supposed to protect me, right? And you kind of feel that she's starting to connect more. Mm-hmm. Because at the start she's very cold and distant from everybody. Yeah. So, you know. Like I don't like she reminds me of another character. I can't put it. Uh another Evangelion character. Uh Ray? Mm-hmm. No. 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 <laughs> they yeah. both have short hair. The same person. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh they so they sleep on separate mats next to each other. Uh and then she thanks him for what he did with Watch. She's like, Yo, thanks. That was that was pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh and then you know, she and her brother lost their mother to a random killing and it, it was it kinda sucked and Hiromi was nice to her and whatnot. She's, she's like, yeah, basically, talking yeah. to him. Uh, so they go to sleep, and Ruriko's brother, Ichiro Midorikawa, appears to her in a dream. He's like, what's up? And she's like, whoa! <laughs> so she wakes him up, startled. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to, What's up? Ooh! <laughs> so she wakes up, startled, right? And she's like, Hongo, we gotta, we gotta go do this. My brother wants to send everybody to the habitat realm, which, which we, I said back in the thing, but we... We've got our next target, like, right now. we got to do this yeah. kind of thing. Either that, or they go back to the safe house and then go to the warehouse. Yeah. Whatever. They're in the safe house. No, but do they go to the safe house before they go to the warehouse and reveal and see that it's... Uh, I don't know. The people are dead, and she's like, the, the habitat realm. I can't remember. Well, if it's the other way around, I'm sorry for explaining it uh, backwards, but... You know what? I've only seen this movie once, so don't get better at me. Okay, chapter five, save Bata Og two. Okay, Hongo and Ruriko enter a tunnel and find her brother Ichido sitting on a throne connected to it. Okay, so she and her brother walk up to each other, and she uses her belt to try and overpower his prana, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but hers is too weak, and she's knocked out. So Ichido goes to Hongo. He's like, "Did you sleep with my sister?" And he's like, "No, we didn't have a romantic relationship. We're built on trust." And he goes, oh, okay, well, then I don't have any use for you or further business with you. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, and then Ichimoji Hayato, which is the worst character in the movie, uh, just kidding, Excuse walks. Me. I'm, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, so he walks out to greet Hongo. Okay, they exchange <laughs> words, and Rudigo awakens. Oh, I thought that's so weird. She awakens, she just. Is not <laughs> she <knocked> awakens. <laughs> She's not knocked out anymore. She's awakened. So Hongo, still in human form, puts his motorbike helmet on. Right. Oh, this is also where we get. Uh, <laughs> You're going so fast. <laughs> Sorry, I noticed the time, and I'm like, we got to keep this to an hour. Oh, uh, we uh, might not do an hour. Okay, so Ichimanji does the henshin, and it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little different than in the show because instead of you know Joe jumping up and everything, it's <laughs> he just he he puts on or he says henshin and then he does the move yeah. and then puts on his helmet. It's it's beautiful. All right. Wow. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Hongo flips away. Flips away. Hongo puts on his bike helmet right, like he's going to face him. Yeah. Then he does a backflip and he goes. Or 
he tells Dirty Co that he's like, let's leave. And she's like, okay, sure. So then mm-hmm. they escape on a bike on the cyclone. And then Ichimanji chases after them on another cyclone. Uh, he gains the lead and stops Hong on his bike. Uh, Ichimanji lets Ruriko get off the bike to safety. Uh, and then he's he's like, well, okay, good. Now that you've ridden the bike and have transformed, I, I'm not fighting you weak because that felt wrong. Yeah. And then he's like, let's do this. And then they cuts to them in a separate location. Hmm. Ready, ready to fight. They're like, first we gotta, we gotta move away, right, mm-hmm. to another place to fight. This is more cinematic this way. <laughs> it's pretty beautiful. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, fighting in the air allows you to use ma- your maximum prana. So this way, you're at your fullest power, and we can yeah. find out who's stronger. And he says, I like it a lot. And he is so energetic, and I love it. He's yeah, a great I love character. it so much. Ah, oh, he's so good. Well, I'll talk. We'll talk about him more specifically later, but. He and he doesn't say like I like it a lot in a weird way. He's just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just the exactly. way he said it, it could have been interpreted. That maybe, 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 maybe. More He's like not Hisoka. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that, but <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, while they fight, Rudiko uses her augmentations and computer to download a way of breaking Ichimanji's mind control. She says more specifically what she's doing, but I can't remember every word she said. Okay, mm-hmm. so don't don't be mad at me. During the fight, Hongo breaks his leg, as in Ichimanji breaks Hongo's leg. Yeah. Uh, and he falls to the ground. Riko steps in between the two, and she puts her hands on Ichimanji's helmet, and she's like, "All right, we're breaking the mind control." Yeah. Right. And she's like, "Stay strong through all the the pain and everything that will come back because your memories were taken. Now they're gonna rush to you. Mm-hmm. So keep calm through the pain." And yeah. and it's a very great scene. And he's like that's crying and everything. Scene. That's a good scene. She puts the another scarf, scarf on him. On oh, I should say that in the beginning of the movie, she's the one who put the scarf on Hongo, and she's like, "Heroes always wear red." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then later we find out that it's her father's or her father wore a scarf like that too. Yeah. Because uh, he would like bikes. So yeah. All right. Anyway, she begins to walk back to Hongo, and then is stabbed by something unseen. Mantis Chameleon Og removes his invisible cloak and declares revenge for Spider. And then he's knocked away, and Ichimanji takes it on himself to fight the Og solo. Uh, and then Chameleon bubbles away, but says, I'm sorry, Spider, and then bubbles away, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hongo uses all his strength to crawl to Rudiko, and she tells him that she downloaded her will into Hongo's helmet, and she's always prepared. So she tells him that she was glad the scarf uh, suited him. And then she bubbles away. Okay. I cannot remember which happens first, but these two, th- okay, I'll say two events, I cannot remember which happens before the other, I'll say it like this, so, Hongo puts on the mask and watches Rudiko's recordings uh, that we saw sh- her doing during the safe house uh, chapter, uh, she thanks him for the connection they made and she tells him, you know, her, her family history, her, her brother... Uh, and her lost her mother and her brother stopped lo- lost trust in people and he got mad and everything and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, then they were with Shocker and then they left etc we all know that um, her prana was too weak against Ichiro but Hongo you will be able to do it she says so she's downloaded the necessary program slash aid to get the job done in his mm-hmm. helmet uh, and then she says I'm sure glad the scar- scarf suited you 
And then it goes black. And then she says, P.S. I hope I get to say that scarf bit in person. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, Ho then, with an incredible performance, takes off the helmet and cries. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that performance more specifically because I have an entire section dedicated to performances. But yeah. <coughs> in, that, in that scene, the, like, the, like, colors and the cinematography is just, like, so bright and vivid and cool. Like, the shot of him standing there. Yeah. And the water. It's great. It looks so cool. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So that happens. And then, or before that, or after, I can't remember, Hongo and Ichimanji talk, and Ichimanji tells Hongo he's to be a reporter and search for the truth with his camera. Uh, he likes solitude riding his motor... He liked the solitude that riding his motorcycle provided. It's not that he doesn't want to work with Hongo, it's that he doesn't want to be used by the two men behind him, mm-hmm. which are the two suits. And then he leaves. All right. That's chapter five. Anything to say? Okay. Chapter six. Out of the cocoon and into the habitat realm. That's what we call it. All right. Hongo talks with the two suits on the beach. That's like a tongue twister. <laughs> Hongo talks with the two suits. On say the beach. It, say it ten times fast. Hongo talks with the two suits. All right. On the so beach. <laughs> he tell him that they looked into his background and we get the full flashback. Oh, I never actually touched on uh, a couple facts I've been skipping. But one of them is we've been getting a couple flashes. Black and white flashes of like Hongo, a POV shot of Hongo like touching somebody's face. His... <laughs> 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 uh, a dead person. He's like patting his face because he's like, "Are you okay? Are you alive?" <laughs> kind of thing. He's like, "Don't leave me." Kind of thing. You know, better make everything weird. Okay. <laughs> You're the one who <laughs> smiled at me. No, I didn't. You okay. said that, and we're like, "Oh, regretted it." Okay. Anyway, and now we finally see the full flashback of this. And we knew that it was something traumatic in his past, and now we get to see it, uh, which we'll touch on in a second. <laughs> Another thing that so I blocked out. <laughs> Is K. 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 Cake. No. K is a oh, yeah. How could robot you leave out K? who has been appearing in like a very short scenes, but like after the defeat of somebody, he'll be like standing there in the background watching them. And then put and a then little flower. And put like a little couch. flower to honor the death. And then also commuting with shocker members, being like blah 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 blah. I'm shocker. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Your happiness is whatever makes you happy, and I'm okay with whatever you do. Yeah. This is what's going on in the world thing. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so that's that's K, uh, which I'll talk more okay. about, but I kind of won't because I actually don't understand because there was so much information in the scene where we found out what his deal was, but we'll talk about it later. All right, so the full flashback of Hongo is he's in college, and he sees his dad a cop, trying to protect a hostage and he's stabbed and then Hunger goes up and he's like no dad don't die but he's dead um, and then and then the two suits are like yeah many people have gone through similar experiences and grieve in their own way and you need to work through it in your own way and that's cool too so Hongo does a flip and then they comment on his leg being all healed yeah. alright Hongo rides alone to stop Ichiro Ichimanji stands on an overpass and overlooks Hongo and then he looks at his scarf and remembers what Rudiko asked of him when she put it on the scarf, she's like, become a writer, please. So he's like, right, please. shoot, gotta do. All right, so Hongo arrives at the Shocker base, met by Ichiro and a group of phase variation beta augments. Uh, they chase Hongo into the tunnel and on bikes and lots of explosions. 
They knock Hongo off his bike and circle him, while one pins him down and rapidly shoots at him. Uh, Ichimonji jumps into the fight and saves Hongo. They exchange some words in a very comedic scene. It's beautiful. And then they fight and defeat the Shocker Riders, or phase variation bed augments. All right. I'm almost done. Okay. So, Ichimonji and Hongo face off against Ichiro, the butterfly augment, who now names himself Common Rider Zero. As he puts on a white scarf, uh, the riders summon the cyclones to ride in and destroy Ichiro's throne. All right, Ichiro then beats the crap out of them. Hongo knows the plan. Uh, he's playing the long game and simply surviving to be a punching bag, basically, to weaken Rider Zero's prana, since he's no longer connected to the throne. The two riders get thrown behind this destroyed throne. Ichimaji asks Hongo if he has a plan, and Hongo confirms, and Ichimaji's like, What? Are you kidding? You have a plan? Why are we just doing it? Why didn't you let me know? He's, he's pretty great. Uh, Ichimaji's great. Anyway. So, Hongo says they, they just need to unmask Ichiro. Okay, so now, Weakened, the cosmic power-looking fight, has now turned into, like, a very hands-on kind of wrestling and fist fight between Hongo and Ichiro. Mm-hmm. With a very, like, personal camera that's, like, up in their business, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> once Hongo <laughs> gains the upper hand, he signals Ichimanji, who jumps in and headbutts Ichiro, and they, like, he headbutts it. And then another angle headbutts it in like a replay kind of thing. Yeah. I think for like three different angles. That's pretty great. Uh, and then both Ichimaji and Ichiro's mask breaks, and Hongo releases his prana and takes his helmet and places it on Ichiro's head. So Ichiro and Nuriko speak together over a white, cloudy background, which later reveals like a glistening water. Uh, she tells him that it's okay and he can join his family. Uh, Ichiro realizing like his pain is the pain that he's been ignoring. You know, he, he embraces her because she's dead and he's sad, but he did, didn't think about it or ignored it. Uh, and then there's not enough room for him, too, he says, and he tells Ruriko to be at peace. All right. Ichiro removes the helmet and goes to his broken throne. Hongo follows. Ichiro knows their time is limited now, all right, because he's, he's going to die. And basically, mm. Ruriko's like, come be with us before you fully disappear. And he's like, no, I can't do that. There's not enough room. Kind of thing. Basically being like, I don't deserve this. Alright, so, then he tells Hongo that if he stays, that if Hongo stays, he will die too. He'll, he'll disappear with him as well. So Hongo knew the risks of his plan, and then Ichiro bubbles away, and then Hongo bubbles away, and Ichimaji screams for Hongo. Very sad. Very sad. Um, Alright, I did not expect Hongo to die. No, me either. I should have thought of it, because of manga. Yeah. But I just didn't. Like... You know? I know. All right. So then there's an epilogue. I call this one, Do You Feel the Wind, Hongo? All right. The <laughs> two suits meet Ichimanji. Well, I'm going to start that over so that I didn't <laughs> Ichimanji! <laughs> <laughs> the two suits meet Ichimanji, and they give him Hongo's damaged helmet and then say it contains Hongo's soul. Ichimanji honors Ruriko's, Ruriko and Hongo's request to take up the mantle of Kamen Rider, and that's what he does. Uh, the two suits reveal themselves as <gasps> Taki really? and Tachibana. No way! Yeah. Uh, crazy. Like, I did not know it was them the whole time. Yeah, no. No. Totally it, not. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're great. All right, anyway. <laughs> so, Ijimaji later stands in the same place Hongo cried for Ruriko, except instead of, like, a sunset, it's middle of daytime. And in that shot of Hongo crying, there's more... Uh, horizon then there's water mm-hmm. and then in the shot of uh, Ichimanji 
standing there with the new rider helmet and new rider suit. There's in during the daytime. There's more water than there is horizon. Mm-hmm. And the new suit, it has two lines on it. Yeah, the new suit is like Hongo's updated suit from the show. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's epic. Uh, uh, so he has the, the new suit. Then he rides on the bridge and he asks if Hongo can feel the wind. Then Hongo speaks to him. He says, "Yeah, I can feel the wind." He, and he tells Ichimaji that he can feel everything, and then tells him to gain speed. Ichimaji says, "Yes, it's just you and me, Hongo. None of us will be alone anymore." Then they ride off, and we get end credits. Wow, beautiful, beautiful movie. That's just the manga. The ending is just the manga. Yeah. The ending is like the middle of the manga. It's yeah. it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I I like what? <gasps> no way when. They said it contains Hongo's soul. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. But it, it was okay because it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So now let's talk about. Oh, real quick. We also get an end credit scene, kind of. Uh, it's a tribute to the original Kamen Rider. Oh, yeah. yeah. With clips and uh, shots that they used, like, or inspired the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a quote at the end, which was not translated in the movie, which I was kind of annoyed with. Like, it, it ends with a quote. Oh, yeah. After the the tribute, and it's like, I, that's Ishinomori's signature. I know that. Yeah. But what does he say? All right, so. Did you figure it out? I used Google Translate, so don't get mad at me if. <laughs> This isn't exactly right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, all right. Google Translate is very... So-so? So-so. Spotty, kind of... Yeah. If you... If robot-y, <laughs> not great. Yeah. For Japanese, so... For I'm a lot sorry. of languages. <laughs> for Basically pretty all much of all of them. Google Translate kind of sucks, but... I wonder if you translated something in English to English in, like... And then... If it would change it. I don't think so. No, probably not. No, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, but if you change something from English to another English... To English... <laughs> to another English. <laughs> to English to another language, back to English, it would probably it, be very different. It gets different. messed up, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> back on track, it's it says, supposedly, when the time so desire, common writer will surely, surely revive. And then Ishinomori's signature. So, yeah. cool. All right. What do we talk about next? Let's talk about references. All right. There are a the hand, handful of yeah, bubbles. All right. Handful of references in this movie. Uh, it's amazing. So, I'm not going to talk about all of them because I've surely forgotten some or missed them. I've just written down whatever I remembered specifically. So, Ruriko saved Hongo instead of her father. In the original series, right? Okay, got it. Uh, they're also they have scars, kind of reminiscent of the manga. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. They're different from the manga, but might also be the same thing. But in the manga, the scars are like whenever they feel like angry, r- angry or, or sad, sad or whatever, like intense emotions. Yeah, but in this, they kind of just show up when they're transforming. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, there's multiple shots from episode one in like the spider chapter, mm-hmm. like the pilot of the show. Yeah. 
like standing on the ridge before jumping at spider you know rider standing still to face spider the, mm-hmm. like the him standing still and then the zoom up yeah that's pretty epic then like combatant circling rider and then the face off between the two it's pretty sweet augs also bubble and disappear when they die there you go the anti-shocker alliance boom yeah it's from the end of the show rider manji kick already talked about that it's awesome they fight with katanas that's what all I, I want. Say? What can I say? What can I say? It was sweet. I'm like, yes. The sword fights were so awesome in the original <laughs> series. Uh, I don't know if I said this, but Hongo getting shot at by the Shocker Riders. Or the phase very... I'm just going to call them Shocker Riders. It's easier. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, like, circle him, and then one pins him down and shoots at him constantly. Yeah. In the manga... One doesn't pin him down, but they all circle him and shoot at him, and that's yeah. how Hongo dies in the manga. Yeah. Uh, which is then, since he dies, they break Hijimanji's like mind control. Yeah. Or each, or maybe they already did, but then he gets Hongo's brain is like in a thing at their base. Yeah. And he speaks to him, and that that kind of scene is epic. Um, their eyes like blink red. When yeah. his, he was breaking the mind control, Ichimanji. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in the show when Ichimanji told Hongo to break his mind control. Yeah. That was pretty epic. Uh, Ichimanji is the same at Origins, basically. In the show, he's like a photographer. In this one, he's like a journalist. So that's mm-hmm. cool. But he uses with his camera. Oh, the blood spurts out of their mouths when they're yes. fighting Kamen Rider Zero. It's just like Evangelion. Like episode one of yeah. Evangelion. When it... They get punched, and then it's a white background with their silhouette with, like, red blood that spurts out of your mouth. They're sweet. Why are you looking at me like I'm an idiot? And Ava, he gets the head injury, and it it spurts out of his... Yeah, no, but in Common Rider... Oh, I thought you were saying, like, in Ava, when they... And I was like, what? No. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so, yeah. And then we've already talked about some references in the recap... So we already have talked about that. That's all I got written down. All right. I want to talk about different augments, all right, and their abilities, how they attain happiness. Okay. So augments, first of all, let's just say they all have the same base ability, right? Enhanced speed and strength, and then, you know, some more than others, obviously, because Wasp has, like, intense super speed. But they're all faster and stronger than people. Uh, Also, I love their designs are more... Scary. Scary, yeah, and they're also oh, they're sweet, also, but like... They also seem more, like, suit-like. Yeah. And and they also, like, feel more, like, cohesive to the common Rider suit. Yeah. Because, like in the... What? Yeah, because in the original show, it's, like, animal-looking things, and then this common Rider guy that's, like, in a full-on mask and suit. Yeah. So this makes kind of more sense. Yeah, this does, definitely. And they look more like cyborgs. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. All right. So there's a bunch of different augments. So first one we'll say Grasshopper Aug, which is common rider. So he has various rider kicks, you know, different styles of that. He's got the cyclone and he can jump 60 or something meters. Enhanced lungs and uses like wind to transform and gain his prana, which powers him up. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of his abilities. I miss them. I'm sorry. Uh, so 
I will also say how each augment attains their version of happiness. Because that's a thing with Shocker, which we'll talk about when I talk about this version of Shocker. But, so he went against Shocker's ha- happiness. Uh, he went against Shocker to unveil their quest for happiness as its true form, cruelty. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's his motivations. All right. We also get the spider og. Tons of little spider drones. Those things are creepy and sweet addition. I love them. Uh, web spinning abilities. Uh, he unzips like pockets from the inside to like bring out his other arms so that he has yeah. six arms and two legs, eight limbs like a spider. Uh, and I was also very <laughs> acrobatic. So it's sweet. He attains happiness through fulfilling missions from Shogger and taking life. That's his. That's, yeah. that's how he gets happy. All right. The bat og. Not bat to og, but bat og. Okay. His abilities are basically smart and he can fly. <laughs> <laughs> he can make potions and he can fly. Yeah. So he attains happiness through creating viruses to start epidemics. And <clears throat> so this this section, he was like, epidemics make people happy. They're what makes me happy and the world should love them. Mm-hmm. And Hong was like, epidemics bring nothing but suffering. Mm-hmm. No, it makes nobody happy. A uh, couple things. I was like, hmm, I wonder what this could be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, COVID? No. But also, that was his thing in the original series, too, is yeah. he had a bat virus. Yeah. But, like, that added commentary. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. We also get the wasp og. So. Sorry. Super speed. You have to go sword slash stinger kind of thing. Get it? See what that is? Even though wasps bite people. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> hive queen. That's what I said. The hive queen. She can control people and they have like kind of like serve her. Kind oh, of thing. I didn't even think about that. What? <laughs> I just thought she controls people. I didn't like oh. put it together that it's Hive Queen <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. I thought you were like, oh, she controls people? I was like, that was the whole thing. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Okay. All right. So she attains happiness from controlling humans and creating a new slave order. That's her deal. Uh, then we got Grasshopper Og 2. So... Same abilities as Grasshopper Og 1. Og 1. And he doesn't need wind to transform. He does his own thing. By doing the henshin pose that mm-hmm. gives him some prana and it's beautiful. Oh, I should also say Wasp has the ability to take prana from people's lives. Like take their prana and yeah. give herself. Uh, that's how she gets it. Uh, his Grasshopper 2 attains happiness through... Just following orders until he defects from Shocker's happiness, mm-hmm. too. All right. Mantis Chameleon Og, or KK Og, because... KK Og. No, KK Og, because that, that's the... The K is the start of the Japanese words. Not... Yeah. Mantis Chameleon starts with an M and a C, but it's it's a complicated chameleon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So... He's the first tri-species synthetic hybrid augmentation. So, there you go. Uh, okay. This guy is beautiful. Yes. Uh, this is the one where he 
says things that I'm like, wow, Anno, really? <laughs> yeah. uh, super duper mantis mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, and you silly little grasshopper, I'm salty now. I'm yeah. mad salty. I love wow. that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, so he has an invisibility He's cloak. Yeah, he is salty. He has, an invisibility, he has an invisibility cloak. He's skilled with knives. And, and he has, like, arm blades. So it's cool. Yeah. His motivation's unknown other than his singular situational goal, which is to get happiness by avenging Spider. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, phase variation Grasshopper augments. Same powers as gra- Grasshopper 1 augs, but they just have guns. And they're also weaker. Mm-hmm. And they work as like a group, kind of like almost as one. And they're very like, like when they drive around the corner, they all like have this, they're the same yeah. models and animations for them, like the CGI, but they just copied it however mm-hmm. many times, making them feel like they're one mind that's acting as one group. Yeah. There's also the Butterfly Og. He has blue energy powers. Don't know what they are. Uh, but weaponized force fields and he takes people's pranas like from, from their life mm-hmm. it, or he can like deliver it to a, an alternate realm mm-hmm. uh, he attains happiness by sending humanity to the habitat realm where it, if you're like what's his goal just think of Gandalf again yeah yeah he wants everybody to be together and kind of like it's disguised as like heaven when it's truly hell kind of thing yeah um then there's Rudiko, who doesn't get an augment name. She just is augmented and stays her same name. Sounds so sad. But so she downloads programs and information. And she left Shocker's happiness. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And she found happiness. She found happiness. With Hongo. With Hongo. But not romantic happiness. Trust happiness. Yeah. Alright. Then there's also the Cobra augments. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's also the Cobra Augments, which are teased at the end from Taki and Tachibana are like, uh, here's the helmet. Hongo wants you to take over. Hongo's soul's in it. We've got word of a Cobra Augment. Oh, I was like, I don't thing. remember these guys. That's and it's like a setup. It's a setup for a possible sequel. Here's the thing. Yeah. Ono has said that he would like to make a sequel if they want him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he does, but I also am okay if he doesn't. Because yeah. the way they ended it is a beautiful setup for a sequel, mm-hmm. which a sequel could really benefit, I think, because you'd have Taki and Tachibana being way bigger characters, probably, yeah. and Hayato Ichimanji, who is a big part of this movie, but also, like, it's very much a Hongo movie. Yeah. So Ichimanji has not a lot of screen time. He yeah. would definitely be, like, a main character of the second one. Mm-hmm the main character and who knows maybe they do they pull a manga and they bring Hongo back mm-hmm. for the for the final battle that would be sweet yeah or it could work as that or it could work as a nice place to like you know the story yeah we're we're leaving these characters be now yeah and it's it's kind of nice mm-hmm. um kind of in the same sense of uh but better than uh Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, I think this oh, is what yeah. it's called. Where which should have been the end. Yeah. And it was intended as the end, where it ends they do their mission and uh 
they do their mission and uh, Jack Sparrow and Barbosa are just being themselves. Living their lives. Yeah. This isn't living their lives, but it's like yeah. he's going on to fulfill yeah. this position, this mantle. Um, yeah. And the whole thing of them not being alone anymore. Yeah. It's a nice way to end it if that's what they choose to do. Okay, let's talk about performances of this movie. Performances. So, uh, Sosuke Ikimatsu plays Takashi Hongo. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about him? Did he do a good job? Did he do a bad job? He did. Subpar? A fantastic job. Agreed. He was like slightly shaking the whole movie. I know. I was like, he's a, he's wow. a very like socially awkward, like Hongo is very socially awkward in this yeah. movie. Intentionally so. Yeah. And yeah, Ikimatsu is just has like a, a little vibration to him mm-hmm. where he's like uncomfortable and he feels like scared kind of for lots of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, and he says a lot. He says, I don't understand people, but I want to. That's why I'm trying to change. Mm-hmm. I want to change, not the world. Yeah. Or I want to change myself, not the world. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was just Hideaki Anno speaking. Yeah. You know? It was great. But, like, his performance when he was not but like, as in that was bad, that's very good. That was a very good mm-hmm. scene. But I'm saying, and Ikimatsu's performance of that line was like, and that was as he was fighting Kamen Rider Zero. He's mm-hmm. saying all that line, all those lines. It was just, he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. His, uh, the character of Hongo is, like, traumatized by his past, mm-hmm. but trying to overcome it and use, like, his father's example to shape the person that he is and that's why he's like I don't want to kill yeah. I don't want to take lives I want to protect them but I'm, I can't control myself and I'm scared of it mm-hmm. yep so he kills the combatants and he kills spider and bat and like losing contr- losing control of himself mm-hmm. then he stops himself from killing wasp and for Rudico's sake like he stops himself from killing wasp for Rudico's sake as mm-hmm. well as his uh, and then he kills a bunch of sh- he kills a bunch of shocker riders in like self protection and yeah. just for the sake of cool action scene as well. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't kill like the butterfly augment like Kamen Rider Zero. He he uses Rudiko's instructions to stop his plan, resulting in the destruction of himself and Ichiro. But he doesn't like murder him in the thing because he's like stopped yeah. himself from doing all that. All right, the scene where he cries for Rudiko, right? Uh, he does such a good job. This was like the yeah. scene where I was like, hmm. This might be the best one. Yeah. Shoot. This is, wow. But he he feels like he knows that he's going to cry, right? He's like, uh-oh, tears are coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like slowly builds and builds and builds. But as he's trying to like fight off tears. Yeah. And, like, he looks very sad and, like, angry at the same time as well as he's fighting it off and until it's, like, they're they're coming now and he starts wiping his eyes and stuff to, like, yeah. stop himself. But then he just can't. Uh, yeah, so, subpar performances? I don't think so. I don't, I don't see it mm-hmm. at all. He does such a good job. All right. Minami Hamabe is Ruriko Midorikawa. What did you think of her? I think she had a lot more character 
than we've ever seen of Ruriko. Yeah. Which was really, really awesome. Because it was like, finally this. Because I like loved her character in the show. And then she just left. Yeah. I was so sad. So I was like, finally, yes, we get to have some more integratedness of the character and of the way that she was portrayed with yeah. more and like so more different. depth. Yeah, it seemed. Not at all the same character. Either. Yeah. <laughs> like in the just original ha- they just have the same name. She's a college student who happens to see Hongo over her dead father's body mm. and that gets her involved in this. Um and then she kind of just does nothing. She's there. Yeah. But she's kind of useless. In the show for the first 13 episodes. Well, I mean, she's more useful than other characters, but, like, she definitely could be more useful in the show. Yeah. Uh, and then this is, like, yeah, she's a very integral character. She's actually with Shocker, and she left Shocker, mm-hmm. like, with her father, and she's, like, afraid of connections and doesn't want to be hurt by anybody. And she's a very cold mm-hmm. person. She's also... A shocker cyborg herself too. Yeah. Yeah. And then she slowly starts coming around to Hongo. You know what I'm saying? And then she <laughs> starts building trust and kind of once she's done that and starts like she comforts Ichimonji and's like, "Here you go, you, you're one of us now." You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then she dies. That's sad. So sad. Uh. But she does a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasuku Emoto. Tasuku Emoto. He plays... Do you know who he plays? He plays a terrible character. Hayato Ichimaji. Oh, yes. <laughs> he did amazing. <laughs> he was so good. I loved him so much. Uh, he is such he a, made me so happy. Right? He has such a really fun and like separate personality from the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, like, he steals every scene he's in. Yeah. It's awesome. He's so, like, lighthearted and, like, most of the time. And, like, <laughs> and, well, like... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's definitely... No one's not lighthearted. lighthearted, but, but like, he brings a smile to my face. He's funny. Yeah. He's he's humorous. Yeah, he's definitely humorous. Like, when and him and Hongo, or he meets Hongo in, like, the tunnel fighting the riders, mm-hmm. the, sh- the shocker riders, and is like, let's do this. And Hongo's like... Uh, what, what did he say? He's like, thank you, Ichimanji. Mm-hmm. He's like, thank you, Ichimanji-kun. And he's like, don't, this isn't, uh, this isn't, this isn't an apology, you yeah. know what I'm saying? This is just, he's like, okay, sorry, Ichimanji-kun. He's like, just stop calling me kun, that's uh, formal, and like, just call me Ichimanji. He's like, okay, sorry. He's like, okay, Ichimanji. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I was like, that was yeah. a great interaction. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, he was great. Uh, Takumi Saito. As Jiro Taki, right? They changed his first name for this, which mm-hmm. is interesting. All right. What did you think of him? He's not in the movie as much, but just as Taki. Like, this is like, I'm talking about like our main characters from the, yeah. the series. The I think here. he fits, like, just like visually and kind of the vibes of him. Yeah. Fit well with, with Taki. Yeah, definitely. And like, his like physique yeah. is like. Yeah. Just like yeah, that's that's talky. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
that's, that's again why I think a sequel would be great mm-hmm. uh, because we would get to see more of him as Taki and I would yeah. love that if we don't that's also fine this is a yeah. great movie but he would be pretty sweet in the sequel yeah uh, also to note he's in all three Shin movies as well mm-hmm. uh has a significantly smaller role in Shin Godzilla, but he does drive a tank. I think he drives a tank. Yeah, he drives a tank. Um, and then in Shin Ultraman, he's... Oh, who's in Shin Ultraman? <laughs> uh, Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Ultraman. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty epic. And then in this one, he's Taki, which we're talking about. All right. Yeah. The next guy is also in all three Shin movies. Yutaka Takanochi is Tobai Tajibana. Yeah. All right. What do you think of him? Uh, he was good. Yeah. He, he wasn't really in it as much. No. As he. Out of all of the main ones, he was in it the least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he plays a very similar role to his other appearances in yeah. the Shin movies. Because he plays a government official. Yeah. In all three. And he feels like kind of the same character. Yeah. I think that's intentional. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing blew me away from his performance. Yeah. But I wouldn't use subpar to define it. Yeah. You know? I didn't need to be blown away by his performance. He didn't have anything to do that would have blown me away. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not complaining here. I'm just Mm -hmm. just saying. Because people are like, yeah, this is great great performances yeah they're not great they suck and I'm like no they don't what's wrong with you uh, but he's a, he's a good actor I like seeing him perform on screen so I was happy to see him mm-hmm. yeah those are the performances what's next All right, let's talk about the presentation of this movie. Like the presentation, how it was presented. That's a great explanation of presentation, Luke. Uh, anyway, so what did you think of the presentation? As in... I have absolutely no clue what you mean. Okay, so I'll talk about what I think. So presentation is in like format, kind of like how it looks, sound editing, art direction, visual effects... Visual effects were very stylized. Oh, yeah. There you go. Those are my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have very stylized CGI, right? Yeah. Um, and, okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Because I feel like I need to say it. Um, did you know that Japanese movies, hear me out, have, okay, ready? They have smaller budgets to American movies, specifically Hollywood movies, okay? By a lot. <laughs> Not even, like, comparable. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Now I put that out there. Did you know that Japanese CGI technology is farther behind in, like, advances in technology compared to Hollywood CGI technology. Okay. Did you know that? Right? So they don't put as much money into it. And their technology is, I guess... Not as advanced. Not as advanced when it comes to CGI. 
because they don't put as much in money into advancing CGI technologies because of their budget. Okay. Now that you know that, why would you continue to compare Shin Kamen Rider with stuff like Godzilla 2014? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have this... And you're saying that the CGI is bad. That's that's not true. Okay? Again, like, why would you compare Shin Kamen Rider, in terms of CGI, to the MonsterVerse? What, what, what benefits you there? <laughs> if you want to compare Shin Kamen Rider to other Japanese movies with s- s- Japanese CGI-heavy movies, okay? Now that you've done that, I think you're going to love the CGI in this movie. Mm-hmm. Another thing is they're not going for hyper-realism here. Yeah. You know? Like the MonsterVerses. They're, it's ve- like you said, it's very stylized for stylized action. and mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. Alright. I just want to say that because people keep being like, or even complaining about the CGI and Shin Ultraman. Okay? Yeah. The CGI and Shin Ultraman is actually really good. Yeah. Just want to let you know. The Mephilus fight is... I, I feel like there's less polish on it. Yeah. Um, But, like, especially, like, the Gabarder fight and everything is like, wow, that... Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. All right. I'll talk about the, the CGI in Shin Kamen Rider is very, like, all over the place. It's like, boom. Like, it's it's it's... I'll use the word bonkers again because it's it's bonkers it's awesome mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I feel like the CGI in Shin Ultraman maybe was better really yeah and I think that comes from maybe yeah. Shinji Higuchi in his he's a big special effects and visual effects guy like he mm-hmm. did like Attack on Titan and he worked on the Gamera films like mm-hmm. the, the Heisei ones yeah um, and I feel like Shin Kamen Rider maybe lacked some of his creative input into it which is saying like if they ever do a sequel I would love for Ano and Higuchi to team up again yeah, for a sequel and I think the story is also in the right place where this one was really dark mm-hmm. and then I feel like the next one could be still dark and serious but mm-hmm. it could definitely be a lot more like lighter yeah. maybe possibly like kind of like the Common Rider series itself yeah, yeah is once Ichimanji takes over again like just from this movie Hongo and Ichimanji are two very different people yeah you know so I feel like they could maybe do that and Higuchi could have some fun with that mm-hmm. yeah but I, st- I like to see Jan this movie I still think it's very good yeah compared to like Japanese movies yeah and also like there was laughs in our theater obviously mm-hmm. at goofy CGI sometimes mm. and sometimes it was like yeah this is like like him on the cyclone and it's shooting him into the air and he's jumping off of it and people are laughing I'm like yeah have a great time it's awesome Yeah, I'm saying it's like huh it's not like wow that's hilarious it's like yeah it, and especially to fans it would be humorous because be like oh my gosh you're doing this this is yeah. awesome like in Shin Ultraman when Ultraman comes down and like spins backwards and it does yeah. the sound effect I, I laughed because I was like that's awesome yeah that's beautiful yeah um. Yeah, we and in terms of like how it looks and everything, it's very Hideaki Anno. Mm-hmm. Lots of like shots by him, and b- trains and industrial areas. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are the big two: trains and industrial areas, <laughs> and uh, shots from above people's heads. Yeah. Yeah. Point five. Yeah. 
And Otto still proved himself to be the king of the POV shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Uh, probably less than other movies. But, like, his his earlier movies probably have more. Especially, like, Love and Pop. Like, it's like POV. What if you were this guy's hand using chopsticks to pick up some food and everything? And mm-hmm. what if you were a plate putting being put into a microwave? And every- yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very Hideakiano. And this movie definitely continues that. Mm-hmm. All right. What didn't you like about this movie? We talked very positively about it. Is there anything you didn't like? The shocker of Matins didn't say E. That's true. <sighs> I don't know that it would have fit, though. I don't think so. But at the same it's time, e. it's E, though. So, yeah. yeah. I think what we need is something like Shin Ultra Fight. Just them saying E. <gasps> that would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll talk about what I didn't like, but also what I liked. All right, I'm going to talk about, and this is this is what when, when we talk about Shinoshi, I was like, what don't I like? I'm like the iPhone shots. Mm-hmm. The iPhone shots don't need to be there. Especially like specifically in Shinoshi, I was saying that I'm like, I don't understand what their use is because yeah. there's plenty of cameras that are small enough to get those angles too. Yeah, I feel like the iPhone shots. There's still iPhone and GoPro shots in this, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're better than Shin Ultraman or like yeah. utilized more creatively. Uh, but it, and there was definitely some that were justifiable. And I'm like, I get why you did that. Yeah. But there was still a couple that I'm like, why? Did you need to do that? Yeah. Like a, like a head on shot. I'm like, why is that an iPhone? Yeah. You had a very similar shot before with the normal camera, but whatever. But like some obscure angles during action scenes, I think worked well. Yeah. Specifically, like the forced scene. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I should have more that I didn't like because of how ranged people's opinions of this movie are. Mm-hmm. Most people like this movie. Yeah. It's more positive than negative, that's for sure. But lots of people are still like, yeah, it was fun, but it, it's probably the weakest of the three. Mm-hmm. I think it was the strongest, possibly. Yeah. But I'm still battling myself on that. But I'll have to come to a decision shortly. Anyway. All right. Anything else you want to say before I talk about the point of this movie or the messages or like the satire esque of it? No? All right. We're moving on. So, Shin Godzilla is a very political satire, right? Mm-hmm. It's about kind of gov- highlighting governments and competencies. As well as some positives, like the team working together and finally getting it done. Yeah. But kind of all that trouble, especially handling crisis like Fukushima, that's what it's inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, Shin Ultraman was like a faithful recreation of the classic series. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful, very classic, highlighting the camp and silliness of Ultraman, all the while still being like, still some government satire in there mm-hmm. and everything as well as like humanity and how we look to higher powers for answers and start losing hopes and our hope in ourselves yeah. while doing that um yeah and then Shin Kamen Rider wasn't as much a political satire as it was like more of a societal satire mm-hmm. and everything um so we'll talk about that so Wasp Og is very much satire of like governments and groups of people you know holding power and like controlling people and everything yeah. or people following blindly 
to those who have like absolute power or since they they view themselves as like nothing compared to other people so they're like well we have to follow mm-hmm. or whatever or people viewing each other as less than or themselves as less than mm-hmm. and problems that come from that um also whatever happiness you desire is yours and do whatever you need to do to attain it mm-hmm. kind of thing leads to chaos and cruelty uh and in Rudiko's words it leads to times being hella crazy uh, <laughs> Also, lots of stuff about living for hope and still finding despair. That was a very prominent message in this movie. Mm. Uh, yeah. All of Hideo Kano's stuff is like hope and despair, basically. Yeah. Except for maybe Cutie Honey, but lots of them are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the pandemics. That was a big thing. That yeah. was very obvious. Also, Habitat Realm. That was kind of another thing. Yeah. Um, everyone is open with each other there's no lying there's no privacy individuality can lead to just utter chaos and utter hell and everyone is in the open whether that's good or bad they're mm-hmm. there and it's hella crazy hella crazy it's a very interesting view not that I agree with everything in Ono's works mm-hmm. but I I love I love seeing his his worldview and his way of thinking Mm-hmm. It's always interesting. Okay. Let's talk about Shocker. Do you want to talk about Shocker? Shocker. What does Shocker stand for, Hannah? Rudiko explains this. Okay. Shocker stands for... <coughs> Like, you have to talk right there. <laughs> right in the door. Okay, what does Shocker stand for? Shocker stands for the Sustainable Happiness Organization with co- Computational Knowledge Embedded Remodeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. <laughs> Such a long title. It it's is. like it's like anime titles. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty fun that Ano um like made an abbreviation for it. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um so let's talk about so Shocker of course has, you know, the low level combatants or whatever. Um as well as uh cyborgs or augmentations in this. There's also K. So, we'll talk about K here. Unfortunately, I didn't take any notes on K because I couldn't remember specifically and I can't find anywhere online Mm -hmm. that tells me. But K is a robot created from I? Okay, so here we go. The creative shocker who was was a Japanese billionaire or something. Yeah. Um... Who this was? These were his ideals, and you know what I'm saying. That's why he created this organization. Mm-hmm. And he he created like I or something. Yeah. And I can't remember what the purpose of I was. Do you remember the purpose of I? Um, no. Yeah, I can't um. wait to watch the movie again. <laughs> okay, this scene. There's so much dialogue yeah, and so much happening that I I got it. I got the point, but like I can't remember what she says the about exact, this. Yeah. Um. Anyway, something happens with I, doesn't work out right, they have to update it, it becomes K. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and K is kind of like not the leader. No, oh the the leader of Shocker tells K to like continue this thing. Yeah. Right. He's like, this is your mission now. To you need to continue to find humanity's happiness. Yeah. And then he kills himself. Yeah. He shoots himself. Yeah. And then now this is K doing this stuff. Yeah. Or K is answering to someone, maybe. He was talking to someone yeah. in like this like white um, hologram looking thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know who that was. I have no clue. But very interesting stuff. He was also... And hmm? Sorry, I was going to say something cool about K. How he's like with Shocker and everything, but he seems kind of chill with Ruriko. Like, yeah. she literally just walks into Bad Dog's base and K's like, what's up? She's like, hey there. Okay, bye. Yeah. I mean, like, he's kind of chill with everybody because yeah. he's like, he doesn't, he feels like he's a character who's like, go after your happiness while I stand here. Yeah. He's not going to fight anybody. Mm-hmm. So K is an homage to K. Imagine that. A character created by Shotaro Ishinomori from the 1973 Tokusatsu series, Robot KG. Nice. Uh, thank you, Ono, for that. Because or ultra wiki for telling me that because I'm like did I miss something because I don't know who this guy is yeah <laughs> yeah but it's very very intriguing all right I also want to talk about what inspired shocker so from the original series they start out as an organization going after peace for human peace for society by controlling society mm-hmm. um and then they later turn out to just be like how we're evil kind of thing yeah but they're tied to like real world organizations um specifically like fascism like nazis and stuff yeah um this shocker is different it's more i not really tied to the organizations like in the canon or whatever Mm -hmm. but inspired by like actual modern threats against freedom and like terrorist organizations or cults, yeah. Uh, like corrupt tech industries, for one, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the happy science cult, is that what it is? That what it is? It's an actual cult. I think. Yeah, it it is pretty. <sighs> um, creepy. Creepy thing. But yeah, it's it it's very very much inspired by like these real world yeah. problems as problems. well. All right, yeah, that is Shin Common Rider. Let's talk about our favorite stuff about them real quick here. All right, it's okay if you don't have this one because I didn't write one. But do you have a favorite scene in this movie? I wrote the scene. I think this is at least one of my favorites. The scene of. Ruriko giving Ichimonji the scarf and like and like uh, unhypnotizing him kind of yeah which because we don't really know Ichimonji's like past and everything we don't but even though we don't we can still see the like the yeah. weight of it and like she doesn't him. know his past but she's like fight through the pain because everybody yeah. has pain in their past mm-hmm. and like she knows that it's going to be difficult you know what I'm saying Alright, favorite scene. I actually didn't write one down because I have no idea. But uh, one of my favorite scenes is, of course, Hongo watching the recordings and then yeah. crying. As well as, like, 
the final scene in the movie yeah. was pretty beautiful. All right. Do you have a favorite fight scene? I didn't know if this counted. Did you want specifically fight like with Augs? Just a fight scene. Ichimanji was standing. Well, those are also Augs. I know, but I thought you. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know whether you wanted me to say like the bad Augs, but like. No. Yeah. Well, he was a bad dog at the time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine would be either that as well, because it's awesome, mm-hmm. or uh, the spider, because I love spider. Yeah. The spider one's really cool. All right. That's really funny that you like the spider og. Yeah. You hate spiders. I hate spiders. <laughs> They're terrifying. They're disgusting, but he's my favorite. Anyway. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Ichiwoji! Hongo, for me. Yeah. I love Hongo. He's such a good character. Yeah. We've already talked about each, each of their characters yeah. and why we love them, but so. they're so good. They're amazing. All right. Do you have a favorite augment? Specifically, like, not Kamen Rider. Yeah. It can be Kamen Rider 0, Kamen Rider. but not Kamen Rider <laughs> 1 or 2. Yeah. Um, or Riko. Cool. Kamen Rider. I'm joking. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, either Wasp Og or the um, Butterfly Og. Nice. Nice. I put either wasp or spider. Yeah, you love spider. Spider's great. His design is so cool. Yeah. You know? I I love the designs in this. I already talked about it, but I was just like, I yeah. love them so much. Oh, they're so good. All right. Out of the three Shin movies, Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, and Shin Kamen Rider, what has your favorite soundtrack? See, this is really hard. Because yeah. one of them is just reusing soundtracks so I feel like I can't say that one well they all are but they all have original music too yeah true you can use whichever one you want uh what's yours cause I no you go first you tell me first I don't know (laughs) okay either Shin Godzilla or Kamen Rider nice or Ultraman. <laughs> wow, that's great. Anyway, I'm going to say Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah. Was my favorite. Uh, persecution, persecution of the Masses, who will know. Just so yeah. good. So good. Nothing against those. Um, same with Shin Ultraman. Your beautiful score. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to go with Shin Kamen Rider. So the thing about Shin Kamen Rider's score, or Shin Godzilla, was reused songs from old Godzilla movies mm-hmm. like remastered and everything yeah as well as some reused stuff from Evangelion mm-hmm. as well as original pieces yeah Shiro Segasu was the one who did it I, I decided what my favorite score is okay just hold sorry <laughs> Shin Ultraman was mainly reused or re remastered pieces mm-hmm. like the first half is all remastered basically aside from a couple of scores and then it kind of switches once Mafia shows up to like, it's all reused. I don't think there's a, an original piece of yeah. music in the thing, but we're unused from other stuff. Yeah. But, uh, well, there is the, the end credit song is original, but like Shiro Sagasi's music is from like, I'm pretty sure some of the stuff is from like Dinazin and stuff yeah. uh, and um, Evangelion unused. So that's pretty cool. And then Shin Kamen Rider. It's pretty much all new. Yeah. Like, all original to this movie. As well as, I think, I don't know, maybe three mm. reused tracks. Three or four reused tracks from the original. As well as all the music in the end credits is 
like the intro and then some songs from yeah the original series. But yeah, Shin Shin Kamen Rider's soundtrack is so good. It's so so good. Ah, uh, it's beautiful. Anyway, yeah. what's your favorite? King Kamen Rider. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. I decided I decided that. I wanted to say it before you said it so that it didn't sound like I was copying you. <laughs> that it, like, took the original music. Yes, it did. And then made it seem, like, more modern-y. Yeah. It's not like a techie. It's not a remaster of the Common yeah. Rider theme. It's a new song. Yeah. But it's, like, the Common Rider theme epic version. Yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah. All right. Final thing. Uh, do, uh, what do you have a Shin movie ranking? Yeah. What's your ranking? Common Rider, Godzilla, Ultraman. Okay, so I can't decide, <laughs> but by the time we do a Shin Godzilla episode, I will decide. Yeah. I promise you that. Ultraman's at the bottom. I love Ultraman, but Ultraman's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then right now, Common Rider and Goji are, are tied for first. Yeah. Because I cannot decide between the two of them. Because I think they're both so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, in different ways, too. I'll probably watch Shin Godzilla again and be like, no, I have no clue now. <laughs> That's why I can't what decide. What my ranking is. The day that Shin Kamarai comes out on Blu-ray and I watch all three on in one sitting, I will decide. Yeah. But until that day, I'm going with they're both tied for number one. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say? Watch Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah, watch Shin Kamen Rider. June 5th, which might be today. Actually, probably will be yeah. today. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Ashton Common Rider, great movie. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Next time, you will get fan service again, because we will be talking about Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. We'll see you then.